and welcome. Welcome to a Miles Better Conversation, the entrepreneurial series. My name is Colin Miles, aka The Numbers Guy. And today, in each, we're going to be interviewing and talking with Laura Hampton. Welcome, Laura. Thank welcome, you. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Indeed. Great to have you. So each interview is going to last around about 30 minutes and will allow us to get some insights and some tips from you today. Uh, so nothing like uh, putting you on the spot on a Friday afternoon. It's all going to be fun, I assure you, and stuff. So as we're going to look, I look in this series uh, to interview a variety of business owners from around the world and have them reveal what drives them and how they approach their individual businesses. And as I'm making it my mission to help as many small business owners grow, scale and profit faster, I'm really excited to have uh, to welcome, as I say, Laura Meany, who is the MD of Hampson Coaching. She's a resilience coach, and I've used some of her resilience techniques already. And also, more importantly for me, is a valued client of Miles Better Accounting and Business Services. And as I say, thank you so much for joining us on a Friday afternoon uh, in what I think you said was a grey England at the moment. Yes, it's very dull here. It's a typical uh, Easter time for us where the weather is awful um, and we're just about to come out of lockdown and we're going to all go and sit outside pubs in the freezing cold. <laughs> well, that's that's England for you, isn't it? Uh, uh, we loved England. I mean, I'm sitting in, well, it's grey and dull here in South Carolina where I am at the moment, but uh, we had a huge thunderstorm last night, so it's cleared the air a little bit so and stuff. But before we leap into what I call the miles better conversation, I'd love to hear a little bit more, and I'm sure the viewers and listeners would too, all about you, Laura, and all things resilience, because I know that's your sort of key message. Absolutely. Thank you, Colin. Um, and you've already said, yes, I'm the director of Hampson Coaching. We specialise in supporting people and businesses through adversity and building a culture of well-being, resilience and working out sort of things like mental health awareness. So bringing in mental health ambassadors to an organisation. We offer some wonderful packages around resilience and we also have a um, a great tool you can use. So if you're a, a small company with more than 10 employees, it's actually a legal requirement now to um, get stress tested. So there's a risk assessment you need to do. Um, I know, I know. And then you must do something about those risks. So that really pushes what I do in terms of ensuring that organizations are adhering to the legal requirements but also then you get this well-being culture where actually people feel supported, things like staff sickness go down, retention increases, productivity and motivation improve. But really at the crux of it is the individual. So personally, I have been through my fair share of rubbishness in my lifestyle. In my life, I won't go into it. I like that word, rubbishness. I like that. Yeah, it's just some things are really, really tough and they certainly make you stronger. But while you're going through them, um, it's really hard and sometimes you need help. And whether that's sort of, you know, mental illness or whether it's um, just, you know, life being horrible to you and sending you challenges that feel too much. So for me, it's really helping those individuals and those businesses ensure that they can overcome those challenges and gain from them and work with clients who actually then get the tools to create real sustainable change. So, you know, when something else comes along, the mindset is more growth instead okay. of fixed. 
cool. I'm um, also, oh, sorry, I apologise. No, no, I mean, also, I'm a mum, obviously, <laughs> which I know how much you love children, Colin. No, that's the secret. We were talking about that beforehand. <laughs> love children. <laughs> Love I, them. I love yes i love children too that's why i've got three and um and, and actually at the, the very base of everything i do is the fact that i want to build a, a good future a better future and a, and give them the opportunities so that's what really drives everything that i do okay now i'm going to embarrass you slightly because i know that you've got something from your daughter that really shows how driven you are Go on, show the show Stop the viewers. It. Can I show it? Yes, of You'll course. Be so proud. Yes, look at that. You can then show your daughter the that you're like, And what's the background um, to it? Or oh, resilience there and amazing and strong. So what was her what was her driving force, uh, Laura? Because that's really cute. That is really, really cute. Yeah, and she's gorgeous and um we talk a lot in my house because I think if you're talking about resilience and well-being and mental health. Children have really suffered over the last year as well. And uh, we have lots of what I call really good conversations, open conversations about our strengths, what we're thankful for, um, and building on actually just being able to talk openly about what it is that sometimes is, is making you struggle. And, and of course, all problems are relative. So um, my, my daughter knows very much what I do. We have this lovely supportive environment. In fact, at tea, which is going to drive some people mental, we uh, often do the tell us three things you're grateful for. Um, and so we sit around the dinner table and I get my children, uh, apart from my one-year-old, because he, he doesn't well, know. Well, a little bit early. I mean, but ice hey. cream is usually his answer. <laughs> ice cream, get it? Um <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so I ask my children, so they know what I do. And uh, it was Mother's Day in the UK recently. And so she created this lovely, um, that lovely picture for me just to remind me, um, I guess, that, you know, that's how my children yeah. feel about me, which is so right. wonderful. And, and what a great, sim I mean, I'm, I'm a great believer in symbols of success um, as well as to help with the mindset. Obviously, as the numbers guy, we'll circle back a little bit that the, you know, the resilience training that you do can help productivity. Well, that immediately that's thinking, great, less sick time, that's more results, that's people empowered, that's people enjoying themselves. So that that's really great. But also, I think that sometimes we, um, you know, some, some of the reading I've read of you, we need to celebrate positivity. Uh, and I, I'm doing a virtual summit in a few weeks time and I'm going to use some of your material. And I know in that you talked about the physiology and the, you know, the finding, reflecting, almost writing in a journal what you do. Mm -hmm. I suppose what your daughter's done there is create you a visual. So you don't need to write in a journal. You just look on the wall every day and stuff and perhaps you'll pull it up and stuff. So congratulations. What's her name? Let's give her a shout out. Yeah, Jessica. I've got Jessica is my 10 year old. I have Bethany is my six year old. And I have um, a little boy, Joseph. Who's he's 19 months now, actually. You don't count in years when they're that little, do you? No, that's very true. Very true. Oh, terrible twos coming then at 19. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just give it to your other children. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff. So cool. Good. Well, we're going to explore obviously a lot more as we move through. Um, and so, but thank you for some of your background. And I'm sure as we uh, explore into the Miles Better Conversational 10, we'll get an opportunity to tease out some of again your origin story and how how you've sort of arrived at where you are. And that that leads me nicely into question number one, which sometimes might be viewed as the hardest and then they get easier as we go on. So we we set the bar high and then just fall below it. But no, whatever. Uh, what's the biggest challenge that you have right now and how are you going about overcoming that? 
for me, it's always going to be getting into organizations and really selling the what it is I do. And I'm at the moment, although I work with lots of different people, I'm only one person. So time limited, I suppose. So I have to use my time very wisely. I plan my uh, my days that I work. Um, I have to be the manager of my business. I have to have the sort of the ideas, the entrepreneurship, the developing the new products. And then obviously I have to deliver. I have to be the person that goes out and does that as well. So fitting it all in and making sure that I'm continually selling what it is that I do so that people see and get the benefit as well. Because actually, mm -hmm. I love what I do. I'm really passionate about helping people. Um, and, and it's getting that message out there. So lots of different kind of elements to that, but just really time management, making sure that I plan my days well, use my time really wisely. I'm good at multitasking um, and checklists. And I, and I certainly, you mentioned journal, but I, and, and I will just, you know, my lovely okay. journal that, um, that I give my clients and, and it, it actually has a bit in the beginning which says my goals. I get people to really write down them and actually think about planning short and long term as well. OK. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, as an entrepreneur, we try to be all things to all all elements. Uh, it can be very lonely, which I think obviously is probably something you also talk about in your in your training. Um, but I find that myself, again, being an only entrepreneur about having to do everything. So I'm, I'm going to tease a little bit more out about you talked about checklist. Is that is that one of your perhaps your your tips to uh, to success as to how to how to stay on top? Because you're right. We all so many spinning plates uh, and stuff. And I'm just intrigued as to what your system might be that keeps you on track. I think really remembering what it is you're trying to achieve in, in the long term. So I'm, I'm very good at going, actually, what is the bigger picture and then bringing it back from there. So I talk about sort of um, resilience is part of time management. Uh, time management is part of resilience. If you're feeling overwhelmed and you don't know where to start, mm. get it all down, whether you draw it or write it down. Um, and, and even like, you know, things that keep you up at night, stop you from sleeping, get out a book, a journal, start writing down and then get your highlighters out. Start highlighting the things that are really important. So mm -hmm. if I'm working too much and I don't get to spend quality time with my children, then things aren't working the right way for me. Okay. But actually, you know, there are lots of other things like I need to sell my product, but I also need to deliver and I need to deliver in a really great way every time. So mm -hmm. those are some of the things that I, I ensure are always at the top of the list. Cool. Good. So, yeah, about almost optimal performance, really, rather than peaking, because we have to do so much all the time. Great. All right. So you said about staying at the top of your game and obviously talking about uh, developing new products. But how do you continue to learn in order to stay on the top of your game within your role and industry? So I, I'm a, a big reader. I read a lot of literature um, around sort of psychology, around coaching and training. I also get lots of feedback and I do sort of research in terms of. So part of what I've recently done is I've, I've developed this stress questionnaire. And with what I get back, I'm able to then learn actually really what's going on in organisations and really what's then going to support them, what people need. So lots of learning from what I do, but also learning via things like, you know, I'm reading some great books at the moment, like Compassionate Mind. I really advocate for sort of self-compassion um, and that element as well. 
Cool. All right. So the stress the stress questionnaire that you've got is that does that help you um, understand the mechanics of what's going on, and is that part of this legal thing? And I'm thinking out loud of, I've got a couple of clients who've got more than ten employees, and I'm not sure they're aware of what you mentioned at the open thing. So I'm a little intrigued as well. So tell me a little bit more about the legal requirements and what this stress test questionnaire or this questionnaire does for you. Yeah. So the health and safety executive have actually said it is a legal requirement to do this. Um, essentially, what we, what they've recognised is that workplace stress is really uh, a huge thing. So we need to work out how many of our employees are, are feeling stressed. And then if there are risks, and quite often people will come back and say they are stressed, then we need to do something about it. So the questionnaire, it's simple. It's really great on a mobile phone. Um, you fill it out. You can send it to all your employees. They fill it out. I get the results. I analyze them. It says 50% of your team are, are stressed. 50% of them say it's because of their manager or it's because of COVID or whatever it is that it is stressing them out. And then I can say, okay, what are we going to do about this? What's going to work depending on the size of your organization? And is there a, is that a complimentary test initially to get you in? Or is there a, a, a basic fee? What, what's, the, what's the sort of structure of that? Again, I'm not Yeah, absolutely. So if you just want to know that and you're not sure what you want to do about it, absolutely. I'm interested in the results as much as the organization. So I'll send you the survey and I'll do your report uh, complimentary as part of any future business that you might want. Okay. If you want to go a little bit further, there's a standard fee. So a thousand pounds will buy you the um, all the reporting, and the recommendations, a day's training and some coaching for some key personnel within your organization. Cool, cool. And I'm sure we can put some links a bit later on uh, up. Is that, and it's obviously available on your website as well, I'm sure, which uh, we can, uh, we'll try something new we've been playing with and we can see if this works. And there we go. I think that's the right mm -hmm. website. Hopefully I've got it right. If not, that's very embarrassing, but I think it's right. So uh, so that's cool. We'll put that up a little bit later as well. So, uh, so that's good. Um, Oh, we're going to think. Right. So where do we get to? All right. Now, next question. Oh, driving things. So as the numbers guys to entrepreneurs and your numbers guy, I could probably answer this question for you. But what is the biggest fear you have when it comes to your business numbers? Let's see if we're on the same page here. <laughs> well, I don't I, I don't have um, a fear around making sure my accounts are done because actually you do the, everything for me Good plan. Uh, like in it. a really efficient and effective way, by the way. Um, and so that takes away that element of what I what the HMRC say I need to do. Obviously, I need to bring the money in. So there's always going to be, I think, that fear when you've got your own business of just making sure that you are actually earning money. And it's great developing. It's great doing all of this stuff. But you need to get paid. So that's probably my biggest fear that, you know, I won't get paid and and um, but it drives you and it definitely motivates you because you're continually thinking ahead in terms of what's coming in. Right. And again, you tap into your resilience training as to uh, how to prioritize it and put it in the right place. So that's yeah. really, really good. Um, so a nice one. And you can't use your daughter because she's already given you perhaps your best compliment. But what is the best compliment you've ever received in your business? Gosh, um, I'm I'm yeah. Ooh. 
so somebody actually gave me some appreciation earlier so i work with lots of different people and um and somebody in particular said that i'm very altruistic which means that i um i give a lot and and that for me is a big compliment because everything that i do is really about giving it is about growing people and improving people and uh, some people might see that as a, a negative because maybe i give too much and don't get enough back but to me, you you give first, and I think that's a really important element as a as a human being. Mm -hmm. And I think that translates um, nicely into the fact that, as you've said about the the stress test, that you want to understand what's happening, and you'll do that for free, which is mm -hmm. in itself giving something away. And I think in today's world, um, when there are so many messages and stuff, you have to. It is about that open offer. It's about showing um, clients that you're genuine. And I think you know that's a that's a great. Uh, a great standpoint to come from and i think you know it's very easy of course on the same mindset you want to close the sale so it's, it's at what point do you go well you've got to pay me you know we don't want to give everything away for free one of the things i i often teach about it's very easy to do it all for free and get really busy mm -hmm. I have loads of things how much money have you earned nothing mm -hmm. so again that's another one of the the challenges and stuff cool so the next question that i'm like to ask is what was the driver what was the driver that took you to leap to becoming an entrepreneur. I mean, you're a mum, which obviously is one thing. Um, and so a little bit about your origin story. Where, where have you come from and how did you become an entrepreneur? So I guess um, five years ago or, or a bit longer, maybe I got divorced. It was a very horrible divorce. Um, I went through a pretty bad situation with it. And I had a, um, a good job working in the NHS, traveling around the country. Obviously I had two children then. Um, and whilst they were very flexible, the pressure of the role um, and being a single mum and going through a nasty divorce um, meant that I wanted to try something new. So I trained to be a coach first. And right. then I met somebody called Nick Booth, who is the owner of Seventh Wave. It's another people training company. And he said, this is what I do. Come and join me. So I did a lot around leadership development and um then i then i established a little bit more on my own so talking more about resilience and well-being and i got to work with some great companies around it so that's kind of led me to this more package approach and and i have a real thirst for continual learning as well so things like the stress test and um, I, I learn something as well from every client and organization that I work with, which for me is really important because it then continues to develop me. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So that's, that, that also comes back to how do you learn really, isn't it? And the mm -hmm. fact that you continue education. So that's great. Thank you. Um, so how did you meet Nick? Because I've met Nick as well. And he's, he's a little bit of a, um, an indi unique individual. Uh, I came at him through... Uh, the program of the colors i can't remember what it's called now the yellow green blue insight thank you yes. did. so it, did you come through the same portal through that methodology or how did so, you um his brother um was darren booth his brother was um delivering training at my workplace my old manager knew them and i told her and she knew my situation i told her what i really want to do in the long term and she introduced me and then he introduced me to nick who um and it, and the rest is history so yeah great guy great uh, uh interesting way he's also pivoted his business over the years and stuff so mm. cool. good um i believe life's a journey 
uh, and I think you do too as well, really, being um, a coach. Uh, so who's been – We but we also need coaches. I have a couple of key mentors in my life at the moment, two or three, uh, and they change as we move forward. Uh, I'm a mentor to some of my clients as well. But who has perhaps been your best mentor and why, either in business or personal? Who would you, who would you turn to as your mentor at the moment? I suppose in business, um, there are two people who have been really influential to me over the past few years. And Nick has to, has to be one of them because his drive is is so um, admirational. You know, you if I'm having a bad day, I know that Nick will will inspire me. And, and I hopefully it's it is it's a journey together, essentially. Um, so he's great at just going, come on pick yourself back up now let's mm -hmm. move forward um and then i've also had the, working with this wonderful woman called dawn edwards who has um a consulting business and she is just always looking to drive um you know entrepreneurs forward and work with them and develop them and so i will sort of bounce ideas off her Ooh. she's coached me she's she's pretty been pretty good to me Good, good. And then I think, you know, that's, um, it's great you have two, uh, two, three, one, doesn't really matter, but that you have somebody. And I think that's, um, as entrepreneurs, again, one of the messages I want to try and get across is that we cannot do everything ourselves. All right. There are experts out there. You work with me. I'm your numbers guy, which is great. I have a marketing person because I'm developing my own, uh, obviously my marketing stream, but I wasn't an expert. So I went and found somebody. And I think the more the message we can put out to entrepreneurs that it isn't about doing everything yourself. We, you know, we end up being master of nothing, you know, jack of all trades and master of none, which is not great when our time is so resourceful. We can spend hours doing something that for a few pennies, and that is where the challenge comes, isn't it? Having to pay out for what is something uh, and stuff. So anyway, cool. Good, good. Thank you. Um, so we talked about marketing and developing, and earlier on you said about working on some new programs. What are the things you're researching right now to, to develop and launch, just to tease out what's out there for our client, our viewers and listeners? So I'm looking more at those real psychologically um, tested um, tools and techniques which support people. And I've been working with uh, clients who are are very sort of, I want to say on the edge a little bit. One client that I had before Christmas was really at a point of, um, you know, I've had enough, that's it, um, element. And so we worked very closely together around how we can move forward. So I'm reading lots and learning lots about, actually, I've got a degree in psychology anyway, but so, it, so it interests me greatly. Okay. <laughs> um, but, um, but moving forward with some of those other things like anxiety management and what happens when you get depressed and PTSD. Um, so supporting, especially, you know, these key workers in the NHS. So I'm working a lot with, with all of those different elements and trying to bring them into um, the packages that I deliver and the training that I do. Okay, cool. So time machine, maybe the hot tub time machine, maybe the uh, very old time machine with the whirly back, whatever we brought to your boat. If you could go back in time to your 21-year-old self, which I know in your case, Laura, was probably only a couple of years ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to yourself? Uh, it's all going to be okay. It's all okay. going to be okay because, uh, you know, there are there have been times when, you know, I, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now had I not been through some experiences. 
but it's hard to see when you're that young and you start going through things that you know what the future holds and I think that nothing stays the same everything changes so a bad day will be a bad day but actually uh, you can change that it won't be necessarily be a bad week a bad year things move forward um and, and keep learning right adding to your toolbox without a doubt um i did my degree through open university while i was working i finished it when i had my second daughter i was pregnant i ended up putting myself in hospital doing it um i've, I've done all my qualifications while working and i think just just keep going because yeah. you know there is good and it, it does work well you can see why you ended up being a resilience coach because you know if you did all of that you're resilient you know you have that story you can say i have the t-shirt I read the book and watched the video and stuff. So uh, interesting, interesting, cool. So I tend to take the next bit. I might segue it and use it myself. I might put it somewhere else as well. But if you had one top business tip for the entrepreneurs, let's say it's about the mission to help everybody grow and scale and profit faster, what would it be? What would be your one top business tip? I would say routine and routine and planning, which kind of come in. So plan your days between sort of the delivery the promotion and the admin that you have to do and make sure you do a bit of that every day all right cool so again you know back to calendar management uh, and stuff a little bit like this i mean we've, we've blocked out some time to do some uh, marketing create some content get some get some excitement etc so cool good and my final question is a fun question and i'll actually try and see if it will tell me a little bit more about your personality and it's what's your favorite movie and why? Oh, there are so many. Oh, How can good. I even pick? Oh. Um, I, I, for different reasons, lots of different things. But right now, I have to say, the most thing I watch is Disney films. So right. I really love um, escapism. I'm really into Star Wars and um, Marvel films. And I think, I think Endgame might be one of my favorites I, I i really can't pick one i i a lot of what i do is so serious and right. i have to be so serious as a mum and i have to do all the washing and then as a business i'm listening and supporting people and it's it's great i suppose it could be, is, it, is it draining i mean i suppose if you're if you're teaching resilience the likelihood is that the your coach people are needing to take that energy from you Absolutely. And, and and clients say this as well, that actually sometimes they're exhausted um, after a session, after a train, a full day. I'm exhausted, too, because we, we, we get deep. We talk about the things that, you know, I open a conversation with, you know, how are you feeling? And three hours later, we can still be, you know, um, really going into some deep issues. So I like on my day off. I like escapism. And um, yeah, definitely just forgetting it all and believing in something that you know there are real superheroes without a doubt out there um but i love that that you know you know almost what's going to happen as well <laughs> so there's no surprises well, um, at the end of the first part of the marvel endgame there were a few surprises i think for memory well, i wasn't very happy about it but yeah yeah definitely <laughs> so, but as you say that's escapism and that's the whole point of it isn't it really i think that uh, you can get in it but uh, oh interesting so you like marvel and star wars i'm a big star wars fan myself star trek um mm -hmm. just watching the new um 
uh, League of Justice film at the moment. It's four and a half hours long. I had to break it into two parts. Uh, stuff because that's the other side that's the dc comic side isn't it that's batman and superman and, and stuff yes so. yes i like them i love wonder woman i love anything like that that you can really get lost into and and um then afterwards i mean you, it gets your adrenaline going i have to say it's not the most relaxing thing but afterwards <laughs> i'm i'm very good at you know i'm a big advocate for mindfulness so afterwards i can calm down quite easily relax um i do lots of that so um i can i can be involved get excited and then switch it all off ready to go to sleep fantastic so that's good that's really cool well that's my miles better 10 uh and we won't add an 11th otherwise it doesn't make the name work so uh, so i really <laughs> wanted to thank you laura for taking the time today to share your thoughts and ideas and tips on how you and your own business work and uh and how you got to where you were and as i say i think your resilient story of being open and honest about your divorce and putting yourself to college and university is, you know, gives you the mindset to to, uh, to develop and, and, and actually to be able to say to people, I can help you. So uh, we, we thank you for that and stuff. So if the listeners wanted to find out a little bit more about what you are, um, I'm going to pop back up the uh, banner that uh, sort of says her website. What would what might they find on your website uh, uh, that would be of use to them? So there is um, a really good, well, I've started writing blogs. I think the blog section sort of, it, they're short reads. They tell you a little bit about some of the things I've been doing. Along there, there's lots around some of the training packages that I deliver. Um, I'm also a, a workplace mediator. So, and there's there's some guides on there as well. So there's a guide about exhaustion and, and if you think you're at that stage, and uh, a, a free resilience guide that you can and download and, and start using. Cool. And I think that's the resilience guide you've kindly sent to me, haven't you? Uh, and I am picking my way through it at the moment to uh, to produce some of my virtual summit stuff for on Point Mentor. So thank you for that. So go. Cool. So once again, thank you, Laura, for um, joining us today. MD of uh, Hampson uh, Coaching. Uh, and as I say, we'll uh, look forward to visiting your website. But I wanted to thank all of our visitors and viewers uh, for joining us on this episode of Miles Better Conversation. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments as well as sharing this conversation on your social media. We'd love for you to check back soon for the next episode in the series, which is next Friday. Uh, so look out for more interviews and dates. And if you'd like to be in the hot seat for the next interview, then please comment below. Drop me a message via the numerous platforms that we're all on. As I mentioned right back at the beginning, I'm making it my mission in uh, 2021 to help as many entrepreneurs become fluent in accounting. Let's get the right angle there. There we go. Accounting, the language of business. As my 42-page plain speaking guide to all the terms that I love to use that you should know to be able to make powerful decisions. Uh, and you can get a copy by visiting letthenumbersdecide.com uh, and grab a free copy as well. So we appreciate all of your time and uh, in this busy world. Thank you once again, Laura. Uh, and indeed, my name is Colin Miles, aka The Numbers Guy, and this has been a Miles Better Conversation. Thank you. <laughs>